Welcome to Well Played Podcast, the show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, and presenter. And today with me, I have Julie Hom, and her Twitter handle is... Well, it's probably... at Coach Hom. There you go. She's got it. And yep. <laughs> I'm really excited to dive into this one. Uh, this is a fellow Wisconsin teacher, mm-hmm. so pumped to have local... Local teachers here gamifying and doing things, uh, and I will let you sort of give us a little bio of what you teach and where you teach. Sure, sure. Um, I am a science teacher at Greendale High School, which is just south of Milwaukee, and I teach both chemistry and AP environmental science, and this is my 10th year teaching overall, ninth year at the high school. Nice. Uh, all right, so you've been teaching high school how long have you dabbled in gamification? Uh, this is only the first year. So learned about it last year. I was at an ed um, camp in Madison, um, and I attended one of your sessions because I was a little skeptical about this whole gamification thing and kind of went in. Um, not sure what it was, but I had already um, dabbled with some breakout boxes and saw total engagement from my students. And so it seemed to be kind of in the same vein. So I figured I'd hear about it and I think the biggest thing that you said in that session was you get kids to do real work for fake points. And (laughs) something about that just really stuck with me. And I was like, huh, this could be kind of fun. Um, Along with the fact that I just finished reading Ready Player One. So I was very much in the mindset of video games and how much um, students and adults play them and curious as to why they did it. So Started a game last year with my AP environmental science class. Um, Started at just one of my sections because the biggest thing, my biggest advice for anyone looking to get into this is you start small. If you try to tackle too much at the beginning, it becomes, it could become frustrating. Um, So I started very small and the kids bought in right away. Um, It was amazing. And then ran that one for a few months um, and then started one again this, um, just a few weeks ago with my chemistry class. Nice. So, okay, kind of unpacking some of the things sure. that you just discussed yep. there for the audience. So, your AP environmental science class, mm-hmm. you guys started, oh, you said that you did this one last year. You sort mm-hmm. of dove in. Um, I love your, you know, reiterating, we got to just start small. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so what I want to sort of unpack is, what? where did you begin? Because this is where... Uh, a lot of people get hung up, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, oh man, like this, there could be this, there could be that, there could mm-hmm. be, but I don't even know. I don't, ugh, I don't get it. Yeah. So yeah. where, where did you begin? Like what, with, what was the with genesis? That one, the, where I began with that one is we'd already been doing an activity called Quizlet Live, um, mm-hmm. which is a great vocabulary activity and that had teams and had points. And so with this idea, the leaderboard was the basic thing I wanted to get going. And I knew that I could say, okay, if you win a Quizlet Live game, you get this many experience points and just start adding those up. And then that was seemed very simple, very easy to do. Um, and then right away, I also decided to come up with a fun name for the game um, to throw a side quest at them right away. And so I named the game Endemic Shrewdness which I just had so much fun coming up with that name. Um, And their first, when I introduced it, their first side quest was to email me and explain to me what the name of the game meant and why I called it that. And within five minutes of the class ending, I had three emails trying to explain to me why it was called that, at which point I knew that this was a good decision and I was going to get at least these kids doing this. They were all wrong, 
but they were trying and I would respond back to say, you know, you're not quite right, not quite right. Um, and then it took one kid about five days to figure it out. And he just thought it was fantastic when he did. And so then it just kind of that within that class, it just worked out really well. And then I would add things here and there. I was really excited about the Easter egg and try to fit that in. And so I tried maybe about once a week the game came into play. It wasn't an everyday thing um, because I wasn't sure how the kids were going to take it. I didn't want to make so much more work for myself. Um, But it was fun. Every time we did it, they really enjoyed it. They liked seeing their name up on the leaderboard. So, yeah, it started out with just I already had something that they were getting points for. And I just threw that onto a leaderboard, added one thing one week, a couple weeks later, added one more thing. And it just that much kept them engaged. Nice. I like this, uh, you know, really back to the basics, just sort of Mm -hmm. getting started. Uh, But I also love your sort of story here. Just just kind of intriguing a student and the power that that mm-hmm. has and inviting them into kind of the back scenes. Like why, mm-hmm. why did I name it this? Yep. And right from the get go, having three students sort of say like, yeah, I'm going to take time out of my mm-hmm. day to, mm-hmm. to chew on this and think about this and write you right away. Yep. And then, you know, over time, some others did it. Some others did mm-hmm. it several times. Mm-hmm. And like five days later, like a kid's yep. still chewing on that. That's, yep. that's awesome. You know, yeah, and the... it was the way the game worked. He said I, I had three classes of environmental of AP environmental science, but I only did it in one class. And what the name came from is endemic means it's only found in one place. So in order for the kid to figure it out, he had to talk to somebody else in a different class to find out that they were not playing the game, at which point he was walking down the hall and all of a sudden he like stopped and shouted that he'd figured it out and then emailed me right away so he was totally involved it was great that's awesome kind of an aha moment a eureka right in the hallway i love it so okay that now i'm sure other people are going to have this question because it jumped straight to my head uh like was there any like tension or reason why one class had it and others didn't um because i wanted to start slow i wasn't i didn't want to overwhelm myself with it and that class, the particular group of kids I had in there just seemed like they would be open to trying something new. And it, I really just wanted to start slow with it was the sure. honest reason. Nice. I like it. Did anybody mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like kids that had that experience, did anybody like sort of gloat like we have it? Did anybody sort of say they wish they didn't have it? Anybody say they wish you did have it? Yeah, well, when the kid was talking to the other kid to figure out why it was called endemic, um, that other kid came into class and he was like, well, why aren't we playing this game? Like he was, he was all, he actually, that, the other kid actually has made his own video game at this point. He's a freshman in college now and codes video games. And so he was excited. So then what I started to do is I introduced the leaderboard into their classes. And then it's where it started as just the one hour Within a month, it was in the other classes as well. And so then any Easter eggs I had out there, it was just in their material. Um, they, I think I had another side quest at one point that actually did involve other teachers in the school um, and kids running around finding other teachers and, and answering questions of them. And so it did spread to the other two classes. All right. So like, again, with your mantra of starting small, you were mm-hmm. armed with this. You started, you took what you already had going on in the mm-hmm. classroom. You were already doing Quizlet Live. You decided to sort of wrap that in. Um mm-hmm. And then you said you sort of added a side quest and some Easter eggs. So let's help these teachers out who yep. are getting started. Like, what's a first? What's a good first side quest that you got kids to like go do when they when they're not used to that model? Like mm-hmm. I talk about it all the time, and it seems like it's easy peasy. But if mm-hmm. 
someone's never done it. Like, how did right. you launch that? I think it's just coming up with something that they can do that you would kind of like to assign them as like an extra credit assignment. And then you just want to throw it at them and see how many of them will do it. Um, so advice. for me, what, what was that? That's perfect advice. Awesome. Thanks. Um, for me, it was the name of the game. Um, and then actually, I just finished writing one right before um, I'm talking to you. Um, my chemistry kids this year, there's a homework assignment that they are all doing. And their side quest, if they want it, is to go on Flipgrid and explain to me one of the homework problems. And depending on how well they explain it, they'll determine how many experience points they get. So it's just taking what I would love to have the time to do in class every day and giving them the chance to do that just to get these experience points. Nice. And in your game, did you connect the experience points to your grades or is this just for like fun? Like what is what? How did you do it? It is completely it is not at all connected to the grades. I'm really thinking more and more about it. Yeah, I think it doesn't it doesn't work. It there's so many things that the kids and the kids don't really ask. I was really surprised about that. When I first started doing this, I expected them to say, How will this affect my grade? And they never really did. They were just content to do it, knowing that but in I always had to keep in mind that whatever I had them do, I wanted it to make their grade better because they were doing what I was having them do. Um, and so I wanted them to see the value in these random things I was giving them to do. Um, and it it did end up increasing their grade just because they were practicing at it more. But no, it had no impact on their grade at all, which made me feel better about saying, no, you only get two experience points for that because it's not very good um, because I knew it wouldn't impact their grade. And they didn't argue anything. Those know, kids it, will argue crazy. for grades but if you're like, no, that's not very good, they're like, okay, and they just move on. <laughs> it's know, great. Like somehow, like when once you're inside a gamified class, uh -huh. you're like, how can we make this like the reality? Because, mm -hmm. like you said, yeah. I, I feel like the students are learning better. I think I'm teaching better. I think like things just work better. Mm -hmm. And part of it is just because there isn't that same like student pressure, parent pressure, mm -hmm. or professional pressure with those grades. Right. But like, then are they serving the purpose? Like, ah, like hearing your story right there, you know, it wasn't very good. And mm -hmm. the kid kind of accepted it wasn't really good. Mm -hmm. And hopefully they try another quest and yeah. up their game a little bit. Exactly. And even with deadlines, one of the side, or I guess it was a side quest. It was an Easter egg that led to a possible side quest. So if they figured out where this link was that I put somewhere, it they had the option to go on this quest where they had to go find a particular teacher who I already, I had these teachers set up ahead of time. And the teacher would give them a question about the material that we learned like three months ago. And the kid had to, within 24 hours, they had to come back to the teacher and answer the question in order to get an actual physical Easter egg, a plastic Easter egg from the teacher to bring it back it. to me. Well, a number of kids didn't get it within the 24 hours and they, it's, it taught them deadlines because they're like, no, I didn't get back in time and I'm not going to argue to get an extension. I just didn't get it done. And so I don't get the fake points. So... I love it. I love it. It was great. All right. So we got some side quests. All right. So that kind mm -hmm. of brings me to my third question for you, like mm -hmm. Easter eggs for that new mm -hmm. player. I mean, this, mm -hmm. is, this is one of my favorites. Like you can get really mm -hmm. creative with it. Uh, kind of like flush that out a little bit. You kind of sure. quickly glossed over it. But. Yeah. Um, so with Easter eggs, it is just, apparently it is a gamer term. And again, I am not a video game player. Like I love playing Settlers of Catan around the table. I love playing Sheepshead with people. I'm very German, Wisconsin, Sheepshead-y girl. Um, but I was never a video game person. Um, and then, so this Easter egg idea, 
it was all new to me. And but the idea of hiding something in plain sight was great. And so I remember the first one actually it was in the session with you and Madison that I came up with it. And I was like, I wanted to send them an electronic document that's some assignment, and I'm going to put something in white text that is a link. And so if they, for whatever reason, happen to figure out that, that, that there's something there that they can't see and click on it, it sends them to a site that then they can get points for. And it's just the kid who's just kind of clicking around and seeing what else I is out it. there. And then the second one I did, the one of actually the one that I've got going right now is in my Google Classroom header. I know how to change what the header is. Um, I put a QR code in the Google Classroom header. And the kids, Ooh. if they happen to see it and they click on it, it sends them to the screen. This is congratulations. Take a selfie with this and you get 50 experience points. I love um, it. Yeah, just the other day, I sent all of my class to Google Classrooms. And I think four of them saw it of the 20 kids. One had already found it right away. Um, and then four more of them saw it, but then the other ones either didn't see it or didn't know what to do with it. Um, but it's still sitting there in my Google header in the classroom. <laughs> so. so this, I mean, this is a concept that is just, I don't know, it's a lot of fun then to create mm -hmm. and to put out there. Mm -hmm. But oh, yeah. here's a good reminder for some of you out there, like Julie's got for her quest things that are really like aimed at... Well, like you said, aimed at actually improving them in, mm -hmm. in their science class. Uh, and Easter eggs could do the same thing, but they also can be like lighthearted. There's mm -hmm. these little fun things to sort of stumble upon, right? Like yep. they don't, yep. like if we think about actually where the term comes from being like Easter eggs, mm -hmm. like that doesn't really have a whole lot to do with like religion. That's like, it's not like we're not yeah. like unlike, you don't get like a holy Bible when you find right, one. Right. Like you get jelly beans when you find one, mm -hmm. you get some candy when you find one. So, yep. Uh, really good idea there with like a little selfie with this. They get 50 points. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, it creates some of those like fun, memorable moments. Mm -hmm. hiding, yeah. hiding it, like you said, in plain sight, mm -hmm. you get silly kind mm -hmm. of silliness right there. Uh, yeah. I love it. I absolutely love it. So now that you've been, you you did this, you did this sort mm -hmm. of experience. Now mm -hmm. this year, you, you mm -hmm. rolled into this year and you were like, all right, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to keep with this. I'm going to try yep. this. Uh, what changed this year? What have you added? Uh, what have you taken away? Big thing I added, and I really like it, was I added the team aspect to it. So where last year everybody was completely on their own, and sometimes they'd work with other people and get the points, this year um, I decided to introduce it in my chemistry class while we were doing an activity that had them already in teams of four. So I have 20 kids in there five groups of four kids each. And so I named their, each group is now an alliance. So all their points, they, I still have the individual leaderboard, but now I also have a alliance leaderboard and whatever points they get goes to their alliance. And it really gave them a sense of belonging. Like there, sure I was, I was a little bit worried because at the end of the first day, I had one student who was really struggling with chemistry and he came up to me. He's like, I'm really worried. I'm not going to help my team. And I felt kind of bad. But then the next day or the next couple of days, he worked really hard to get to the point that he could now help his team. And he had to work hard at his chemistry. So he's improved as a student nice. because not only does he want to get better grades, but he feels this sense of responsibility to the other people in his alliance. Um, and so that was definitely a thing that I did not realize how much they would get into that. Um, and they have definitely kind of bonded together in that alliance. And I'll keep using that throughout the year. Yeah, my students sort of say the same thing when I ask them. I sometimes survey my students about the course, the game, and whatnot. And often 
the thing that's sort of said about these guilds that I have mm-hmm. is it, it gives them a sense of belonging, a sense of purpose, mm-hmm. a sense of like, I don't know, doing something together, something that they couldn't really achieve on their own. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's through the group process that they become mm-hmm. better. Uh, that's just something that doesn't happen traditionally, I think, in mm-hmm. school. Like we give them lots of group projects, but they're not really tied together. And mm-hmm. for whatever reason, when you have that game over the top, now there is sort of a, a meaningful reason to work together. Mm-hmm. That's actually more intrinsic, which is odd. Like, but you know, yeah. I, I don't know when it's just the grades. Like that's kind of extrinsic. That's kind of like give mm-hmm. me the A. But now it's like, no, I actually care about this team. We're, mm-hmm. we're working together. I don't know. It's cool. Yeah. So you have these alliances. What are some things mm-hmm. that you do? Like, how do you work that in? Like, okay, we had these side quests. They were doing individual, like, things for science to help mm-hmm. them, like, learn science. Boom, now you have these alliances. Mm-hmm. What do you weave in there? So what I did is the very first thing I had them do, they walked in the classroom. I had the table set up into the groups, and each one had a big whiteboard on it. And it said the name of their polyatomic ion, which is what I decided to name the groups. Because one, they all need to be memorizing their polyatomic ions. So I figured if I can get them using these terms more, maybe they might memorize them more. So they sat down in the groups, and right away I did, I introduced the game did an alliance challenge and said, okay, the I'm going to give points of this based on like track scoring. So the first team gets 10 points, second team gets eight, third, six, and then four, and then two, and said, you need to write the formula in charge of your polyatomic ion on the whiteboard and hold it up. And so right away they grabbed the markers and they're going and then they hold it up. And so I wrote down who was first, second, third, fourth. Um, so that was day one. And then the next day I came in and I had two, um, essentially kind of worksheets, but only none of, neither of them took more than two, one took two minutes, one took five minutes, um, where I, when one of them, I gave a bunch of examples that had mistakes all over them of the exact material that they were learning right now. And so they each had their own sheet. And I said, at the end of five minutes, I need one sheet from your alliance and I will score it as to how many mistakes you have found. So they all started individually finding the mistakes. And then at the end, they came together and put them all in one sheet. Nice. Um, and then the other, yeah, the other one I did, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> well, I need like three more seconds there. <laughs> no problem. You're sharing out so many ideas. Like I just... know. I get excited about it. It's great. Um, the other one I did was there were they had to name or write the formulas for the five polyatomic ions that were the groups. And so they had I that one, whoever just handed it in first and had them all right, got the most points and went down from there. But as soon as I gave them any of those, they were all hunched over their group. Like in they were all together. I could hear some kids who didn't usually confer, like talk to other kids conferring with someone else in their alliance because they wanted to win that activity. So they, they definitely took it to heart. Yeah, that happened in my class. I remember my first year doing the year-long gamification. Mm-hmm. One of the first assignments I had them do in guilds was uh, I was going to kind of have each group be in charge of making like a little short summary video of the chapter that we're like working okay. on and I don't know. I just put it out there as a challenge. You're going to work with your group to kind of like read your, you're going to be chapter one. You're going to be chapter two. You're going to be chapter three. Right. And 
uh, I couldn't believe it. Like kids kind of making all the right choices that you mm-hmm. ask them to do like normally, like in a project. But this time mm-hmm. I didn't ask them to do anything. Like I just mm-hmm. sort of said, you got to do summer. And then all of a sudden I remember little Jenna coming up to me and saying, I like, is it okay if I ask like Billy and the other group to like look over my slides? He's like really like techie. And I'm like, so you want somebody to like peer review your thing to make, yeah, yeah, you can, oh, that's awesome. You can go do that. Like, you know, but yeah. like, as a whole house, that's like my period, they wanted to do the best they could. So mm-hmm. even within their guilds, they were like making sure they were spelled correct, looked right. Mm-hmm. But then if there were even talents outside their guild, they, they still went and tried yeah. to like seek those experts because they just want to make it that, that the best it can be. Yeah, exactly. And it's them, it's coming from, I want to do this well, instead of I want to do what you're telling me to do because I want an A. They just, they take so much more ownership of it when it's their name that everyone can see on that board or their alliance that everyone can see on that board for those points. It's, and it's, it's just, crazy how yeah, that, like, it's, that shifts things. Yep. So, okay. So you have, I mean, this is great places to start. I mean, you took something that you already had with this mm-hmm. Quizlet you added some Easter eggs. You have a leaderboard. At first, it was just a personal leaderboard. Now you have kind of the, the dual layer of mm-hmm. the, the alliance leaderboard as well as the individual leaderboard. Uh, you said, I also heard you say earlier that you're now doing it in your chemistry class as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I did it, the AP Environmental Science. I'm leaving that one alone this year, just focusing on the chemistry um, just to see what I can do with it. And my goal now is to at least once a week have the leaderboard up and do some sort of activity that fits into it. So on this week, Monday, um, I ended up doing for a review, I made them a digital breakout. Um, and so it's like a breakout box, but everything's mm-hmm. on online. And so the group, and I let them go either as solo or duos. So they got to decide what they wanted to do for that. Um, and then whoever got through first gets a bonus. Like anyone who got through got like 50 experience points. And the group that got there first got a bonus. So I'm just trying to do things I would normally do and then just add this layer of, okay, this is for experience points. If you finish it, you get it. And then everyone's will throw a bonus in there if you end up being first. So, but my goal is about once a week to bring, to bring this back so they don't forget about it. And it's always a part of the class. I love it. Uh, something that I infused right away, which it sounds <laughs> like you haven't done yet, but I'm just curious if you have any thoughts about going here is... I really loved adding sort of items and like sort of power ups. Yep, you power do ups. love that. I do. I just so love it. I don't know. Maybe I'm such a nerd. But I just love this idea of I came into class and I could only do this base level stuff. But now mm-hmm. now I have like this extra feature that maybe that person mm-hmm. over there doesn't have because mm-hmm. of the work I did. Uh, I dig it. So I'm curious in any of yours, have you thought about, you know, for this alliance challenge, mm-hmm. this alliance would get this this power up, this ability I want, that's where I want to go. I think that's the next place I want to go. The only thing I've done so far is um, in the digital breakout, I had when the students finished the first question, they got to a screen and it said, okay, congratulations, you've gotten the first question right. You now have the chance to freeze another team for two minutes. That's perfect. And in that, order, yeah. That's an item right there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it says, in order to do this, and I gave them an actual quote they had to say, they had to say, Game Master, I humbly request to freeze <laughs> whoever it was. I love it. I love it. And which it was great. So I've got kids standing up saying that I, that I take those kids and take them away from their computer for two minutes. And they sat there staring at the timer, waiting to go back to their computer. Like none of them tried <laughs> to go early. Looking right yeah. at they were just like they were waiting um and the one team 
one team got frozen three times um, because they were clearly in the lead and everybody, as they got through that, they got to that item, they wanted to freeze them. So I just need more ideas for items because I don't know what to have them do. So I'm starting to look around for different things. That's a, um, I like that ideas. idea for the breakout too, because mm-hmm. when you have, especially the digital breakout where you have four mm-hmm. groups, five groups doing the same thing, what an awesome like way to sort of equalize that. Like, mm-hmm. Ooh, I dig that. Nice. I feel like that's going to show up in your class really it soon. Is. It is. It is <laughs> like that is right when we get back from spring break. That is mm-hmm. happening probably. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So what are your favorite badges? What are the favorite oh, items? If God. I could throw in, let's again, starting small, throwing in like two, maybe three, wow. what would you say are the best ones? So depending on how much your kids love it, uh, what I always tell teachers is kind of like how you started the game. You started it based around what you already did. So you started with these quizlets mm-hmm. and think about those. Like, is there something you do a lot of like okay. every review is it a quizlet then if that's true maybe try to think of some items that are built around quizlet like that somebody you know like whatever you okay. could freeze a team like they have to mm-hmm. like not answer like or they have to first they have to stand and be like up against the wall so that i answer they have to like run to their computer and like click the okay. answer like right it's gonna slow them down mm-hmm. so if you do it a lot it makes it a valuable item because kids will mm-hmm. know like i have this item that once per Quizlet Live, and we're going to mm-hmm. probably do six more Quizlets this year. Mm-hmm. Like, I can do this. Okay. Um, so one, think about what you do a lot. Two, if once they start to like the game and get into the game, which it sounds like mm-hmm. your kids just naturally gravitated to, mm-hmm. have things that augment that experience points, like okay. double experience points on your next quest. Oh. Right? And all of a sudden yeah. it's like, oh, sweet. Um then I this year I just thought of a way to like encourage the bottom. So mm-hmm. I have uh, I don't know how you'd sort of wrap this into your game. I'll just explain how it works in mine. You can mm-hmm. figure out how to change it. But my game kids have these avatars that they made and they're actually like physical. Okay. And then up on my, my bullet board I have these like locations they can put their avatar at and that location gives them a benefit. Okay. And one of them I have is called questing. And if you're not in the top 10 of the leaderboard and you put your avatar at questing, any side quests you do are worth more points. So it's okay. a way to kind of like keep the, the top, just has to do it the traditional way. But like mm-hmm. you guys, boom, your quest can be worth more. And I'll be honest, like I don't, I don't write on there what it's like, how much it's worth more. Mm-hmm. And I use it like at my own discretion. Like, oh, if like mm-hmm. you're really low, like, oh man, I'll make this three times. Mm-hmm. You know what the quest is. Like you're somewhere in the mm-hmm. middle, I'll make it twice. You're somewhere just outside the top 10. Like maybe mm-hmm. I'll just give you like an extra 50 points. Or sure. But uh, it's a way then like all of a sudden some kids are like, oh, I thought I was out of it. But now like I just mm-hmm. jumped 20, 20 slots. Like, mm-hmm. whoa, what else can I do? Okay. Um, those are fun. Anything that interacts with players, they tend to get. Yeah right so like yeah i have some that like skip turns during review games um steal points during a review game there's a i have a cursed card okay which kids like this they put on somebody and yeah they have a choice of three different curses if you're like so that i don't know 
group one would pick somebody in group two and say like bobby like can't like talk except for answering your questions like right so you can say you can't affect like class performance but like mm -hmm. can't talk to like the neighbor can't whisper if bobby does like then the person that put the curse gets xp if bobby's oh. successful bobby gets half of the reward so like that's like classroom management too but it's like on the students like they choose yeah like, they're like who's gonna screw up oh bobby talks every day i'm putting on bobby then bobby's like everybody thinks i talk all day like i'm gonna prove them wrong okay like i love it <laughs> that's a great <laughs> idea but i don't know who they're gonna give the card to like there's one of two kids in my class but i kind of want to do it i think that would be great <laughs> And like what you can do too for easy management again is make these things all like one-time use, mm -hmm. like print them mm -hmm. out on paper, like they hand it okay. to them. Once they use it, they hand it to you. Like now it's not overly complicated. I have some that yeah. are long lasting and there's other stuff mm -hmm. and, like, and it does, it gets more complicated, but I would definitely say anybody that's starting, make all your items one-time use. Mm -hmm. Then it's just super, super simple management. Yep. Yeah. Well, I can't believe it, Julie. We are like out of time already. Oh, wow. Right? That went really fast. This was awesome. I, this was so much fun. I'm telling you, it just flies by. So we are at reflection time. Okay. Are you ready for the quote that sort of fits with today? You have to tell me. Yes. All right. You have to tell me your thoughts. I'll tell you my thoughts afterwards. Okay. Uh, here's the quote. If it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. Oh, yeah, and something just jumped into my head with that because I used to coach basket. I used to coach basketball, and this was whenever I had my girls doing ball handling drills. They, I would always want the balls to be flying all over the gym because if they weren't, that meant that the girls were not trying to get better at this. Because the only way you can get better is you push yourself to the point where you're not good anymore. Um, and so I think definitely pushing themselves to get to that next point is so valuable because it's the only way they grow. Nice. I like it. Uh, for me, this, I just think it's a good quote sort of for life. Uh, I like it as applied to gamification because I think gamification naturally gives students more challenges. Like you said, it, it allowed you to extend what you kind of would like to do daily, mm -hmm. but you just, you almost feel like we can't do those kind of assignments anymore and those kind of tasks. Yeah. Kids are in a million different things. Mm -hmm. But now you can kind of offer that 20% that extra without like taking in your class time and mm -hmm. the students that choose to challenge themselves, they do, they do get changed. They do improve. Mm -hmm. Like you said, they got, they got better. Yeah. Uh, I think that's just, I don't know. I think that's awesome. Oh yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Julie. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Michael. Appreciate well, it. We'll have to, we'll have to double back on you here, how it's all going. I can't wait to hear. Um, and everyone else, thank you so much for listening to the well-played podcast every week it's just getting bigger and bigger please share this out with other friends other educators that you think would benefit by it as always check out mrmatera.com for more information and enjoy your week and play on